Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. The first time I realized that Jesus took the absolute penalty, punishment, all of it for my sins, that was freedom for me. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. This coming Friday is going to be my last day to be teaching on spirit, soul, and body. This, this is my fourth week. Friday will be my last day. And I tell you, this teaching on spirit, soul, and body has transformed my life. This revelation is what just turned me upside down, and everything that God has shown me for the last 51 years has been because this is the foundation. I know that I've said this a lot, and some people think that I'm just trying to sell product, but you can go to my website, and you can get this teaching free of charge if you want it. I'm just trying to emphasize how important this is, and I really encourage you to get it. I know that many of you have heard some things that maybe have been a little different than the way you've seen it or understood it before, and you think, I'd like to get that, and yet you haven't done anything. I'm trying to encourage you that this coming Friday will be our last time to promote this over television, so please call or write, go to our website, respond today, but get these materials. I promise you it'll change your life. And I've been talking this week about the spirit versus the flesh. These are scriptural terminologies, and they're terminologies that sometimes we don't understand. So I've spent a lot of time trying to give definitions. I just haven't got time to go back over all of this. But the flesh here is not talking about just the skin on your body. It's talking about the unrenewed, unborn-again part of you. You know, when you got saved, when you committed your life to the Lord, it's your spirit that got changed. And in the spirit, you are complete. You are as perfect as you're ever going to be. You'll never get any better in your spirit. When you go to heaven, you aren't going to have to be dusted off, washed, cleansed, purged, injected with more power. Your spirit is identical right now to Jesus. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. You in your spirit are perfect and complete. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 and 14, sanctified and perfected forever. But you also have a physical body that is still subject to decay. It's getting older, and someday we're going to lay this body down and we'll have to get a new glorified body. So you don't have your saved body yet. And your soul, your mental and emotional part of you, is going to be changed. It says in 1 Corinthians 13 that someday we will know all things, even as also we are known. But now we only know in part, and we only prophesy in part. Your mental, emotional part of you is not saved yet. It can be influenced by the Word of God, and you can renew your mind, and you can begin to start experiencing a lot of joy and peace and victory in this life, but it's not automatic. There is only one-third of you that is completely saved, and the other two-thirds of you is what the Bible calls the flesh, and you cannot live out of your flesh. You can't live without your flesh. I've had people after I preach on some of this stuff come up and say, would you please just cast the flesh out of me? <laughs> the only way I can cast the flesh out of you is to kill you and you go to heaven and get your new glorified body and you get your soul renewed. 
BUT AS LONG AS YOU ARE IN THIS LIFE, AS LONG AS YOU ARE LIVING IN THIS BODY, YOU'VE GOT A PART OF YOU THAT ISN'T SAVED AND IS SUSCEPTIBLE TO SIN AND TO FAILURE AND SICKNESS AND DISEASE, AND YOU HAVE TO DEAL WITH IT. YOU CAN'T JUST IGNORE IT. LOOK AT WHAT PAUL SAID HERE IN PHILIPPIANS CHAPTER 3. IN VERSE 3, HE he HAD JUST SAID IN VERSE 2, BEWARE OF DOGS, BEWARE OF EVIL WORKERS, BEWARE OF THE CONCISION. YOU KNOW, I DON'T WANT TO TAKE TIME TO TALK ABOUT THAT, BUT I'VE USED THAT VERSE MANY TIMES WITNESSING TO PEOPLE, GO UP TO THEIR HOUSE AND and, uh, THEY'LL SAY, WHY ARE YOU TALKING TO ME ABOUT THE LORD? AND I SAY, WELL, YOU GOT THIS SCRIPTURE ON YOUR FENCE. AND THEY SAY, SCRIPTURE? AND I SAY, YEAH, BEWARE OF DOGS. ANYWAY, I'M NOT GOING TO EXPLAIN THAT, BUT HE JUST SAID THAT WE ARE THE CIRCUMCISION uh, WHICH WORSHIP GOD IN THE SPIRIT AND REJOICE IN CHRIST JESUS AND HAVE NO CONFIDENCE IN THE FLESH. AGAIN, THIS ISN'T TALKING ABOUT THAT HE JUST DOESN'T HAVE CONFIDENCE IN HIS SKIN, TALKING ABOUT IN HIS PHYSICAL STRENGTH, BUT HE JUST DIDN'T HAVE CONFIDENCE IN HIMSELF. NOW, HE HAD GREAT CONFIDENCE IN HIS BORN-AGAIN SELF. HE'LL GO ON AND SAY THAT. WE'LL READ IT IN SOME VERSES. BUT JUST IN HIS NATURAL SELF, IN HIS PHYSICAL ABILITY, IN HIS OWN MENTAL ABILITY, HIS OWN uh, EMOTIONS, HE DIDN'T HAVE CONFIDENCE IN THAT. BOY, THAT IS AMAZING. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT TODAY, EVEN IN THE CHURCH REALM, YOU WILL HAVE CHURCHES THAT HAVE THESE SELF-HELP GROUPS AND THESE SELF-ESTEEM GROUPS, AND THEY'RE TRYING TO BUILD YOUR SELF-CONFIDENCE. THEY AREN'T TALKING ABOUT WHO YOU ARE IN CHRIST. THEY AREN'T TALKING ABOUT THE BORN-AGAIN PART OF YOU. THEY ARE TALKING ABOUT THAT UNRENEWED PART OF YOU, WHAT THE BIBLE CALLS THE FLESH, AND THEY ARE TRYING TO TEACH YOU TO HAVE CONFIDENCE IN YOUR FLESH. PAUL JUST SAID, WE HAVE NO CONFIDENCE IN THE FLESH. AND THERE'S PROBABLY SOME PEOPLE WATCHING THIS THINKING, WELL, POOR OLD PAUL, HE JUST ISN'T ENLIGHTENED LIKE WE ARE HERE IN THE 21ST CENTURY. WELL, NO, HE WAS JUST SO ENLIGHTENED THAT HE WROTE HALF OF THE BOOKS OF THE NEW TESTAMENT. GOD USED HIM, AND TODAY, HERE WE ARE 2,000 YEARS LATER STILL QUOTING AND and he's having an impact on people. I'm telling you, our attitude today where we are trying to have this self-esteem and self-confidence is not a godly thing. And I know that some of you, you just can't relate to what I'm saying and you just reject this because this is so ground into you. It is so established that you've got to feel good about yourself. I'm saying that you ought to, there's a part of you that you ought to feel rotten about. Now, you need to feel good about who you are in Christ. YOU NEED TO HAVE CHRIST ESTEEM. I BELIEVE THAT THROUGH CHRIST I CAN DO ALL THINGS, BUT I DO NOT ESTEEM MY FLESH. MY FLESH HAS GOTTEN ME INTO A LOT OF TROUBLE. JUST MY OWN WAY OF THINKING. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS, TRUST IN THE LORD WITH ALL OF YOUR HEART AND LEAN NOT UNTO YOUR OWN UNDERSTANDING. IN ALL OF YOUR WAYS, ACKNOWLEDGE HIM AND HE SHALL DIRECT YOUR PAST. THE BIBLE ACTUALLY TEACHES THAT WE ARE NOT SUPPOSED TO BE SELF-CONFIDENT. TRUST IN OURSELF. WE ARE SUPPOSED TO TRUST IN THE LORD, AND YOU CAN'T BE TRUSTING IN YOURSELF AND YOUR OWN WISDOM AND GOD AT THE SAME TIME. IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, GOD SAID THAT MY THOUGHTS ARE NOT YOUR THOUGHTS, NEITHER ARE MY WAYS YOUR WAYS. THERE IS A WAY THAT SEEMS RIGHT UNTO A MAN, BUT THE END THEREOF ARE THE WAYS OF DEATH. I'M TELLING YOU, IT SAYS IN JEREMIAH CHAPTER 10, VERSE 23, O LORD, I KNOW THAT THE WAY OF MAN IS NOT IN HIMSELF. IT IS NOT IN MAN THAT WALKS TO DIRECT HIS OWN STEPS. THE BIBLE TEACHES IN MANY DIFFERENT PLACES 
THAT THE WAY THAT MAN CHOOSES TO GO AND THE WAY THAT GOD WANTS US TO GO ARE NOT THE SAME. YOU DO NOT JUST INTUITIVELY FOLLOW GOD. YOUR FLESH IS OPPOSED TO GOD. MATTER OF FACT, I WAS READING THESE SCRIPTURES OVER IN ROMANS CHAPTER 8. SO THEN THEY THAT ARE IN THE FLESH CANNOT PLEASE GOD. IT SAYS IN GALATIANS CHAPTER 5, THE FLESH LUST AGAINST THE SPIRIT AND THE SPIRIT AGAINST THE FLESH. AND THESE ARE CONTRARY TO ONE TO THE OTHER SO THAT YOU CANNOT DO THE THINGS THAT YOU WOULD. YOU CANNOT TRUST IN YOURSELF. AND THIS IS WHAT SO MANY PEOPLE DON'T UNDERSTAND. THIS IS WHAT THAT TEACHING ON SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY, THIS, THIS JUST SHOWED ME THAT ALL OF MY PROBLEMS COME FROM WHEN I'M LEANING UNTO MY OWN UNDERSTANDING WHEN I'M DOING THINGS IN MYSELF, EVEN GOOD THINGS. YOU KNOW, IT'S PRETTY OBVIOUS TO PEOPLE THAT IF YOU'RE OUT HERE, YOU KNOW, ROBBING AND STEALING, LYING, PLUNDERING, RAPING, DOING ALL OF THIS, THAT YOU'RE WRONG AND THAT YOU'RE GOING TO GET INTO TROUBLE. BUT IT'S NOT AS OBVIOUS TO PEOPLE THAT YOU CAN BE DOING GOOD THINGS, BUT IF YOU ARE DOING IT UNDER YOUR OWN STEAM, YOUR OWN ABILITY, DEPENDING UPON YOUR OWN WISDOM AND NOT DEPENDING UPON GOD, NOT CONSTANTLY JUST SAYING, OH, GOD, I NEED YOU. IF YOU ARE DOING GOOD THINGS, BUT IF YOU ARE DOING IT IN YOUR FLESH, IT DOES NOT PLEASE GOD. MAN, THAT IS AWESOME. YOU KNOW, OVER IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3, I'M JUST GOING TO REFER TO THIS RATHER THAN TURN OVER AND READ IT, BUT YOU CAN READ IT. IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3, PAUL WAS TALKING ABOUT HIM AND APOLLOS, AND HE SAID THAT EVERY MAN IS, YOU KNOW, BUILDING, BUT YOU CAN ONLY LAY ONE FOUNDATION. THAT'S JESUS. AND HE SAYS THEN, UPON THAT FOUNDATION OF YOUR CONFESSION OF JESUS AS YOUR LORD, PEOPLE BUILD EITHER WOOD, HAY, AND STUBBLE, OR GOLD, SILVER, AND PRECIOUS STONES. AND IT SAYS AT THE LAST DAY, EVERY MAN'S WORK WAS GOING TO BE TRIED OF WHAT SORT IT IS, NOT WHAT SIZE IT IS. THERE'S A BIG DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THOSE TWO STATEMENTS. PEOPLE BASICALLY, in, in, BY AND LARGE, THEY BELIEVE THAT IF YOU HAVE A BIG CHURCH, THAT, MAN, YOU MUST REALLY BE DOING THINGS GOD'S WAY. I'VE BEEN TO A NUMBER OF BIG CHURCHES THAT WERE NOT BUILT ON GOD. THEY ARE BUILT ON THE FLESH. IT IS BUILT ON CARNAL THINGS. THEY ARE ENTERTAINING PEOPLE INSTEAD OF CHALLENGING THEM AND MINISTERING TO THEM. NOW, I'M NOT SAYING THAT ALL LARGE CHURCHES ARE THAT WAY. THERE'S SOME GREAT LARGE CHURCHES, BUT I'M JUST SAYING THAT SOME PEOPLE THINK THAT, they, that YOU GET THIS RESULT. IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW YOU GET THERE. IT DOES MATTER TO GOD. IF IT IS WOOD, HAY, AND STUBBLE, EVEN THOUGH YOU MIGHT HAVE GOTTEN THE PRAISES OF MAN, EVEN THOUGH YOU'VE GOT THE TROPHIES ON YOUR MANTLE THAT, uh, YOU KNOW, CONFIRM HOW AWESOME YOU WERE, IF YOU DID IT IN YOUR OWN SELF, IN YOUR OWN ABILITY, INSTEAD OF OUT OF GOD, IT'S GOING TO COME TO NOTHING. IT'LL BE REDUCED TO A PILE OF ASHES. YOU KNOW, I MINISTER THE WORD OF GOD CONSTANTLY. AND I, I CAN REMEMBER TIMES THAT I HAVE DONE IT OUT OF JUST MY OWN ABILITIES INSTEAD OF GOD. AND I FAILED BIG TIME. I WAS DOING THE RIGHT THING. I WAS MINISTERING THE WORD OF GOD, BUT FOR WHATEVER REASON, I WASN'T GOD-DEPENDENT. I WAS THINKING I WAS AWESOME, AND I WAS UP, AND I WAS MINISTERING OUT OF MY OWN ABILITY, AND IT JUST, IT RINGS HOLLOW EVERY TIME. YOU KNOW, WE HAD A MEETING HERE AT OUR FACILITY, Karis BIBLE COLLEGE, AND WE HAD A MAN ON STAFF WHO HAS THIS AWESOME VOICE, JUST A BEAUTIFUL VOICE, A GREAT SINGER. AND HE GOT UP AND SANG THIS SONG THAT IT WAS A CHRISTIAN SONG, BUT IT WAS ONE OF THESE THAT SHOWED HIS RANGE. HE HAD A HUGE VOCAL RANGE, AND HE ENDED ON THIS HIGH NOTE. AND I MEAN, IT WAS LIKE AN OPERATIC THING, AND IT WAS AWESOME, AND EVERYBODY IN THE CROWD STOOD AND CLAPPED. 
and gave him a standing ovation. And as far as just the natural goes, it was absolutely awesome. But then, right after he got through, Keith Moore, a friend of mine, got up to minister, and he wanted to sing before he ministered. And Keith Moore has a great voice. I like his voice. I think it's a beautiful voice. But he's kind of country and western style. He wrote his own songs. And compared to the previous guy, it wasn't like that at all. It didn't bring the house up to their feet, and they didn't give him a standing ovation. But Keith was just singing out of his heart. It wasn't just Keith singing. It was God ministering through Keith. And I tell you, the anointing that was on what Keith did compared to the, to the quality and the expertise of this individual before, it was like daylight and dark. And I mean, I would rather have that anointing. And again, I think Keith's got a great voice, but it wasn't the same as this, this you know, great operatic voice before him. But man, that anointing, it touched people on a heart level. There were people that were touched. There was people's lives that were changed through that, whereas they gave all of the praise to this other guy. I hope you can see what I'm saying. There is a difference. It, it doesn't matter about whether you, what you're doing is good or not. It could be good, but not God. Not everything that's good is God. There are people that are into all of these social type of things, and they do it to soothe their own conscience and to make them feel good because they've given some food to the hungry or they've done something, but they're doing it out of themselves. They aren't doing it being motivated by God. And if it's of the flesh, it profits nothing. Here's the Apostle Paul who is saying that he had no confidence in his flesh. And you know, some people who have all of these talents and stuff, they say, well, the reason you don't have any confidence in your flesh is because your flesh is not as good as mine. If you were as good as I am, if you were as talented as I am, well, then you would have this self-esteem and this self-confidence. Well, look at what Paul said right after this. Right after he says that I have no confidence in the flesh, he says, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. In other words, the Apostle Paul, he was one of these 10 talent guys. And he goes on and lists some of the things that happened. He says in verse 5, he says, circumcised the eighth day was absolutely essential for a Jew of Paul's day. You had to be circumcised on the eighth day. It couldn't be the seventh, couldn't be the ninth. It had to be the eighth day. So he's saying, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as concerning the law of Pharisee. Did you know today we just read through this and we don't think much about it. And we know that from the uh, New Testament accounts, Pharisees were hypocrites and Jesus rebuked them. But the Pharisee of Jesus' day, I mean, the word Pharisee was like a doctor of the law. It was like a person who had multiple degrees and credits. It was a, it was a very influential title in those days. And for him to say that I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, I was one of the greatest of all the Pharisees. Man, this is putting Paul on a pedestal. It's putting him in a realm that very few people could attain unto. So Paul is saying that, look, I have no confidence in the flesh, but it's not because my flesh is worse than your flesh. He says, if anybody wants to brag on your flesh, if you want to talk about what you've done, man, I could brag. I've done all of these things and I've done more than you've done. And yet here is a man who is probably one of the most educated men of his day. He had risen to the top. He had a future. 
THAT WAS JUST AMAZING, AND YET IT WAS ALL DONE IN THE FLESH. AND ACCORDING TO THIS EXAMPLE I WAS JUST GIVING OUT OF 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3, IF YOU BUILD ON THAT FOUNDATION WOOD, HAY, AND STUBBLE INSTEAD OF GOLD, SILVER, AND PRECIOUS STONES, THE DAY HE'S GOING TO DECLARE IT. HE'S GOING TO SET FIRE TO IT. AND IF IT'S BUILT OUT OF THESE PERISHABLE uh, MATERIALS, IT'LL JUST BE REDUCED TO RUBBLE. ALL OF THESE THINGS, ALL OF THE THINGS THAT PAUL DID, DID YOU KNOW THAT THE PHARISEES, THEY HAD TO MEMORIZE WORD FOR WORD THE FIRST FIVE BOOKS OF THE BIBLE, THE Pentateuch. THEY HAD TO GO THROUGH ALL OF THESE THINGS. IT WAS AN EXTREME, EXTREME DISCIPLINE TO BECOME A PHARISEE. AND TO BE THE PHARISEE OF THE PHARISEES, THIS MAN HAD DONE ALL OF THESE THINGS, BUT HE HAD DONE IT ALL IN HIMSELF, HIS OWN SELF-WILL, HIS OWN SELF-EFFORT, AND IT CAME TO NOTHING. MAN, THIS IS AMAZING. IF YOU'RE LISTENING, THERE'S PEOPLE ALL AROUND THE WORLD RIGHT NOW THAT YOU ARE DOERS. YOU'RE A TAKE-CHARGE TYPE OF PERSON. BOY, YOU GET IN AND YOU'VE HONED YOUR SKILLS AND YOU'VE EDUCATED YOURSELF, BUT THE TRUTH IS, YOU'RE DOING IT ALL YOURSELF. AND IT'S NOT GOD. AND YOU'RE GETTING ALL OF THE GLORY, AND IT'S NOT GOD. AND BECAUSE OF IT, YOU'RE FRUSTRATED. BECAUSE OF IT, YOU HAVE TO MAINTAIN THIS KINGDOM THAT YOU'VE BUILT. YOU KNOW, THIS IS, AGAIN, I'VE, I've USED THIS EXAMPLE, BUT THIS IS ONE OF THE BLESSINGS IN MY LIFE IS THAT I AM NOT A TEN-TALENT GUY, AND THE ONLY THING THAT I REALLY HAVE GOING FOR ME IS THAT I KNOW GOD, AND I HAVE A GOOD RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD, AND GOD SPEAKS TO ME, AND GOD HAS TOLD ME TO DO THINGS, AND I HAVE DONE THINGS AT HIS BIDDING, NOT OUT OF MY OWN EFFORT, AND BECAUSE OF IT, GOD HAS BUILT OUR Caris BIBLE COLLEGE, THIS MINISTRY, ALL THE THINGS WE'RE DOING. HE BUILT IT. I DIDN'T BUILD IT. AND BECAUSE OF IT, I CAN SLEEP AT NIGHT BECAUSE I DON'T HAVE TO MAINTAIN IT. IF YOU PRODUCE AN ISHMAEL, YOU'VE GOT TO FEED HIM. IF YOU DO THINGS ON YOUR OWN, EVEN IF YOU GAIN SOME LEVEL OF SUCCESS, YOU CAN'T REST. YOU CAN'T ENJOY IT BECAUSE YOU HAD TO STRUGGLE TO GET THERE AND YOU HAVE TO STRUGGLE TO MAINTAIN IT, AND IT JUST BOTHERS YOU. YOU KNOW, RECENTLY I WAS GOING THROUGH SOME THINGS. I WAS GOING TO SPEAK TO OUR uh, INSTRUCTORS AT THE Caris BIBLE COLLEGE, AND I WOKE UP AT 4.30 IN THE MORNING, AND I WAS JUST THINKING ABOUT WHAT GOD HAS DONE IN 25 YEARS OF OUR Caris BIBLE COLLEGE. AND AS I REHEARSED THINGS, I SAW THIS 12-YEAR um, CYCLE REPEAT ITSELF. I COULD GIVE YOU THE DETAILS, BUT IT'S REALLY NOT IMPORTANT. I JUST SAW THIS 12-YEAR CYCLE OVER AND OVER AND OVER AND OVER AGAIN. AND SO WE MOVED INTO OUR BUILDING, OUR FIRST BUILDING ON THE Caris BIBLE COLLEGE CAMPUS IN JANUARY OF 2014. AND THAT GOT ME TO THINKING. I SAID, GOD, WHAT'S GOING TO HAPPEN IN THE NEXT 12-YEAR CYCLE? THAT WOULD BE 2026. AND I, I WAS THINKING, GOD, WHERE WILL WE BE? WHAT WILL HAPPEN BY THE TIME 2026 COMES AROUND? AND AS I ASKED THAT QUESTION, THE LORD SPOKE TO ME AND HE SAYS, YOU DON'T WANT TO KNOW. AND I THOUGHT, WELL, I KIND OF WOULD LIKE TO KNOW. AND I THOUGHT, WHY WOULDN'T I WANT TO KNOW? AND THE LORD DIDN'T SAY MUCH ELSE TO ME ABOUT THAT, BUT AS I THOUGHT ABOUT IT, HERE'S, here's THE REASON I BELIEVE THE LORD TOLD ME I DON'T WANT TO KNOW, BECAUSE IF I SAW WHERE WE WERE GOING, AND if it, was, IF IT WAS THE SAME INCREASE THAT WE'VE SEEN OVER THE LAST 12 YEARS, AND IF I WAS TO SEE ALL OF THAT, I MIGHT BECOME SO IMPATIENT TO SEE IT COME TO PASS THAT I MIGHT GET INTO THE FLESH AND TRY AND MAKE IT COME TO PASS IN MY OWN SELF. OR IF THERE WAS A, 
a delay, if something delayed it and my vision didn't come to pass. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick and it could have discouraged me. And the Lord just spoke to me and he says, look, you didn't get, you haven't seen all of the things that have happened happen because you had these goals and you set them and you obtained them. You just got them by walking with me. It wasn't you that planned it. I didn't make it come to pass. It was just me walking with God, walking in the Spirit and just listening to Him. And when He speaks something to me, I just obey to the best of my ability and follow Him because of it. God has done these great things. He says, you don't need to know. He says, just keep following me. And you know, this all goes to what I'm talking about, about not having any confidence in the flesh. If I was to know the future, I might get in and try and make it come to pass in my own flesh. It's really a blessing to not know exactly. I know, I know where we're going, but I don't know the timing. I don't know exactly all the details. I'm just having to depend upon the Lord, and it really makes me dependent upon the Spirit. It makes me dependent upon God instead of my flesh. And there's a lot of people watching this program that you are some of those really talented people that you have all of these abilities, but I guarantee you, if you are in the flesh, you are not pleasing God. Now, God is pleased with faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. If you are doing things just through your own ability and your own strength, you might be better than I am. You may get more done than what I could do. You may get more done than what most people could do. You might get enough done that you can win a trophy and, and be the who's who of the year. But if you did it out of your own ability, depending upon yourself, in God's sight, it's the flesh. And you should have no confidence in that flesh. You shouldn't be promoting and, and doing this. You, you, one of the ways you can tell is, is that when a problem comes, where does, where does the, um, where does it drive you to? Does it drive you to, oh, I've got to do more. And so you start staying up later and you start working and you trying to do everything. Or does it drive you to your knees? Oh God, I need you. I need you. If your flesh responds to things by trying to just give it more effort and work harder and longer instead of depending upon God, then that's not pleasing to God. You know, I, I feel like that sometimes the words I have just aren't adequate to communicate what I'm wanting to see, but this has changed my life. It has, it has made a difference. I am resting in the Lord because I have no confidence in the flesh, just like the Apostle Paul said. And when I mess up, I don't fall apart like a $2 suitcase because it doesn't surprise me. I know that if I'm on my own, I'm always going to mess up. And so when I mess up, instead of just, oh God, I thought I was better than this. No, it doesn't make me think that way. It makes, it just drives me back. I must have been in the flesh because in the spirit, I'm absolutely awesome. When I'm walking in the spirit, everything works. And it just keeps me from going down to the lows. It keeps me from getting up here on the highs, bragging about myself. I just know that if there's any good thing in me, Jesus is the one that put it there. I'm walking in the spirit instead of in the flesh. I recommend it highly. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. 
Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis. You need to take a step of faith and start believing God for something big. God made every one of you for something special. The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. We all have a purpose and a destiny, and you will find that out when you attend Karis Bible College. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? You know, I mentioned on our program about having Karis Bible College for 25 years, and we have seen thousands of people come through here. I tell you, it's just awesome. And I know that there are many of you watching this program that you would love to be a part of this. I encourage you to go to our CBC website and check it out. I believe that God would speak to many of you and make a way for you to come and be a part of our Karis Bible College. Andrew's complete teaching titled Spirit, Soul, and Body is available in a CD as seen on TV DVD or in a live DVD album as well as a book, audiobook, or study guide. Also available is the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This unique DVD illustrates the main points of the entire teaching in a few short minutes. This exciting tool makes it easy to introduce Andrew's foundational teaching to anyone, even a child. Andrew himself has been amazed at how quickly and clearly this teaching can be brought to life through animation. I would really like to encourage you to get this material, this book on spirit, soul, and body. This is the truth that the Lord used that just totally changed my life. And we not only have it in book form, but we have a study guide where this is the same material reformatted so you can teach a Bible study and disciple other people. I tell you, this is something that it takes a while for it to soak in. This would be great. And then we have a uh, DVD that one of my partners in Germany made and he illustrated this with little cartoon graphics. I tell you, this is great. It's not only good for children, it just helps anybody to visually get a hold of this. Then we have CDs and we have DVDs. We have a DVD that was taken live from one of my meetings. We have a DVD that was taken from television. We have CDs that were taken from one of my teachings on this. And then something, the first time we've ever offered this that I remember is Jamie reading my Spirit, Soul, and Body book. You can get these products in the Spirit, Soul, and Body package. This package includes the CD or DVD album, the book, audiobook, study guide, as well as the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This package has a catalog value of $110, but you can get it today for only $79. The Spirit, Soul, and Body book is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. 
If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.